Intelligence Unbound by Flesh and Blood. But born of machines. AI. A new sound of progress or a threat unseen. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 174 for the end of December 2022. So the end of the year, our last episode of the year. And uh, without getting into any banter, I figured let's just right into it. Because uh, we invited our fellow um, Unusual Collective member, our brother in light, David Swiduck to join us for a talk. We came up with this idea today, I think, right? <laughs> or yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I, I didn't want to end the year by going like, well, let's figure out like summary of the year and blah, 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 because it was kind of not a good year and I don't want to get into all that and, you know, resolutions and stuff. I don't know, but something is popping up on the radar and I think uh, we've kind of skirted the issue. We've talked about it a little bit here and there. But I thought this might be a good time to, to you know, start parsing it a little bit because it's it's part of it's going to be we're going to be hearing a lot about it in in uh, twenty twenty three I'm sure and from now on. So discussion is AI and uh, AI photography and AI illustration and AI in general. And uh, uh, I can't remember how we wanted to start this, but I, um, we got into sort of a heated friendly not heated discussion on our uh, unusual collective board and uh, i thought well, it would be a good topic to talk about because i don't think we can avoid it anymore and i think it's it's probably a good thing to start talking about for the beginning of the year and and stuff is starting to go weird you know um <laughs> 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 yeah it's weird all right yeah what do you think <laughs> what do you say I, this this whole this whole ai mess it's it's i mean we're we're obviously looking at it from a photography standpoint but i'll tell you what it's touching so many different areas of creatives i mean from from video people from um you know digital artists to books and you know book cover artists things like that and it's it seems like it's just rapidly gaining momentum where it's spreading its tendrils and, and it's kind of scary where it's going in some ways. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird beast. I don't know. It, it is a, a weird beast. And I, I, you know, in full disclosure, I want to add my hat to it. I've actually subscribed to one of the AI systems, um, uh, the mid journey AI. So I don't know if we know how to talk about it a little bit, like maybe, I mean, I don't know yeah, if anybody, I, that's what I'd like, wanna, I'd like to do. And, and ahead, part part of the reason why, look, well, yeah, we'll start there from our first exposure to it. For you and I, it was the Midjourney AI, which is a, a, a natural language um, prompt that you can uh, you can call from a Discord client, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that we discovered, like all interesting technologies, is it is addictive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, how do you get, how do you get the, uh, the initial interest in it? Um, no, you know, word, word of mouth, I think, or yeah, word of mouth. Way. And then once you get in there, you kind of can't stop. You have an idea of what you have, you want in mind. And after three or four or five or six 
what I was, what do you want to call massaging of the prompt that you're sending the engine, uh, you get this kind of amazing thing that's a real, like a visual realization of something you just made up or a merger of a whole bunch of different influences into one picture. So maybe for the people who don't know exactly what's going on, the way the way this works is Discord is, if anybody knows Slack, or if you don't know Discord is sort of a clone of Slack, and uh, it's, it's, the, it's the way we communicate um, our, our um, unusual collective. We have our group on there. So it's you know, sort of like an internet on internet. But uh, mid-journey AI is uh, accessible through uh, Discord. So you join or you subscribe to it. And what you do is you then go on there and you enter prompts and you, you, you describe an image that you want. You know, So for instance, I was doing, uh, and I think I post, I talked about this before in one of the earlier episodes, but I was doing um, wet plate versions of, of Dune, right? Of, of sort of a reimagining of Dune. And so I would enter, you know, uh, wet plate photograph of, you know, uh, warriors in uh, on Dune, blah, 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 blah. And I would I'd, I'd write all this stuff there. And, and the, the, the AI would take this and parse it and, and sort of generate an image based on the prompt that I put in there. And people are been doing this with all sorts of ideas and images. And this has been going on. I mean, you know, for what the, certainly the past year, mm -hmm. I think majority has been around. There's a few other um, uh, versions of AI uh, image making software. The other one I know is called Stable Diffusion, and another one is called Dall E D A L L dash E, and it's basically the same kind of thing. People put prompts in there, and then the the sort of AI engine generates an image based on the prompts. And and uh, what Ward was saying is that you massage the prompts. If it doesn't, if the image doesn't come out the way you want, you have to sort of rewrite it. In a certain way, and get and get the uh, and, and the the prompt to uh, the AI to sort of produce the kind of image you want, and it it's it's can be very strange. The imagery can be very strange and very compelling. And yeah, Ward, like the reason why I ended up joining because I was so addicted to it. Yeah, making making constantly making um, uh, you know, especially with this Dune stuff. I was prompting this Dune stuff, and I was like, well, I might as well start paying for it. Uh, and yeah, so anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to sort of describe that for anybody who didn't know that, um, and for, for the mid journey, you do have to pay for a certain amount of prompts and, uh, I can't remember what the price is, but yeah. anyway, sorry, I wanted to go into that. No, that's fine. I just think we, we need to acknowledge that if we're going to be dealing with this, um, uh, you know, uh, as a subject, I mean, once you, once you start using it and discovering how addictive it is and the material you can create from it, um, you know, that, that's one reason why it's, it's so easy to go from a thought that you have to producing a product and we'll get into the discussion about art and all that kind of stuff, art and information. Um, uh, but that, yeah, that was just a thought I wanted to finish was that that it, it is a very compelling technology and it's not going anywhere no, <laughs> no it's here um and the i think what prompted this discussion tonight was uh um geez what was it was it a petapixel article yeah i think I believe it was a petapixel article about uh the people who were running mid-journey or at least one of the people there admitting um that they are scraping the internet 
of images in order to create, to, in order for its AI to create it. So, you know, we've been on the internet for how many zillions of years? Mm -hmm. We've all been putting pictures up there and they're all available to be seen by whoever, us, computers, other people, whatever. And the AI is taking advantage of that by looking at all these images and, and essentially, I don't know, borrowing bits and pieces would be the best way. What do you think, yeah. Dave? How would you, call, how would you say that? And I guess I don't even know exactly how it's working because on one hand, I wonder, are they just having their machines look at this stuff and then learn something and then spit out its own version? Or is it literally, like you said, scraping little bits and pieces and this and that and, you know, via something equivalent of the Photoshop argument? You know, I mean, that's not the argument I want to make on this thing, but... Um, you know, something like that, where it's kind of using a conglomeration and putting them all together. It seems to me it's, it's more reference material, but I, I'm not, a am I'm, I'm not smart enough to know that stuff. Yeah. Neither <laughs> am I. I can't, I can't for the life of me figure this out, yeah. but I've seen images produced. Oh, well, to go back to the petapixel articles that they're basically admitting that they're scraping images, which means they are using copyrighted images, mm -hmm. probably images that are not copyrighted, whatever is right. available on the internet mm -hmm. uh, that can be seen. It, it means images and I mean illustrations, whatever can be put up there. Mm -hmm. um, these computers are, you know, sourcing. Let's just say sourcing, for the lack of a better phrase, material to then create a conglomerate and 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 you know put your picture out. So if I say something like, you know, I want to. I want a you know tin type picture of you know a dune soldier it's going to look at you know older style pictures and and sort of borrow from you know tin types that it sees and then you know grab bits and pieces of people that look like they should belong in the desert or something like that I, and again i don't know i don't know what's going on behind the curtain that's probably part of the problem i think with this thing mm -hmm. um but they are admitting that they're grabbing copyrighted images um because yeah. And they have this excuse that they can't, they're, they're, they can't differentiate. Like they, they're saying that there's no way for them to differentiate between a copyrighted image and, uh, and ones that aren't, um, kind of struggling with that because a lot of these images, do they not have EXIF data or anything that they, well, like, the that, file comes all, in? That's all going to depend, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when you upload pictures. Do you always upload all the EXIF data? Are all your pictures copyrighted when you put it up? Is that information always part of the pictures when you upload to Facebook or when you upload to Instagram? Yeah, now Facebook, like that, you know? they strip a lot of that they stuff They strip a lot out. of it, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming, you know, these computers are taking images from everywhere. So yeah. Um, yeah. they have to be taking copyrighted pictures because, you oh, know, I may yeah. copyright my pictures, but even if I don't have the EXIF data there, it's up there as, is, is, you know, an image that might be copyrighted. And right. So, yeah. But I guess what I was arguing was they, they made a choice not, it sounds like they made a choice not to do analysis of pictures coming in, I guess that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. They, they yeah. take the stance. I think it's, it's easier to just let her rip and not worry about it because otherwise they'll spend an eternity trying to track down every single photo. Cause I don't even know. That their machine, you know, th that there's any one department that could look at this and say, okay, here's where we're looking. We're pulling images from this source today, for example. 
Now we need to get a hold of all these photographers' images, see if we can track on. I think it just basically, they're turning it loose and let's just say Instagram, for example, saying, okay, you want to, someone put a prompt in for this, boom, take a swipe of, of images, see what it can come up with based on the keywords put in. And I, I don't know, it seems to me there's, it's not an excuse to, to not seek that out or to just use it, in my opinion, but it is a, an enormous task of, um, I don't know how you could possibly hope to track down if they're literally scraping millions and billions of images, you know, at a time. So Yeah. The, right. the, you know, <clears throat> we're going to just scratch the surface on this, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it, it, you start thinking about it, like in terms of like that, how many billions of images are available on the internet for these things to, to scour through? And uh, how can one even possibly, unless it's a very obvious ripoff of your photograph, how can you actually tell like, you know, this little, you know, 2% of this AI generated image is part of my image. There's, there's no way you can tell that. So I don't even know where this is going to go and how this is going to end up. I mean, you know, um, the farthest I can see, like, would, you know, I mean, this is jumping ahead, but like, would this have to be regulated by the government? How is that yeah. going to happen? And what a, you know, uh, what a headache that's going to be. I mean, right. I don't even understand how that's going to work out that way. But um, I, I just I looked because I don't mean to interrupt you. I just Go looked ahead. because yeah, yeah. I was curious. Um, now, this is coming from a site um, called photutorial.com. I know nothing about them. Where they get their stats, I'm not sure. But according to them, in 2022, there was 54,400 photos taken every second, 196 million per hour, 4.7 billion per day, and per month, 143 billion a month, 1.72 trillion a year. Those are all getting fed somewhere. How could anybody possibly hope to track, keep track of any of that? Right. And I don't know. The other practical part about this is how many of those pictures are from people who don't really care? Yeah. Like what's going to happen to their pictures? I mean, the, the three of us community. might care. Yeah. yeah. But we're a small percentage or not mm -hmm. even a, you know, not even a rounding error on some of those numbers <laughs> in terms <laughs> yeah. of people who care, which made that Petapixel article, or at least that, you know, I, I was reading in, in it, uh, you know, someone saying class action suit, you know, it's like, uh, sure, fine, go ahead, try. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, um, I don't see that, uh, sorry to be cynical about this, but I don't see that doing anything uh other than just um maybe making a few people happy uh, let alone um, being able to prove that one of these ai generated images actually infringed upon and used your particular work. right right good luck yeah uh, <laughs> it's not gonna happen unless unless it's obvious i mean you know right. there might be an obvious uh you know copy that you can see and well like i've noticed i noticed some images that have come up on the on the feed sometimes even actually yeah. one that i I've generated where it's got a little bit of a watermark from like Getty or something like that that's been distorted, oh, but you can kind of tell. Interesting. Oh, that's that it, interesting. Yeah, that's that, that's happened to me, and mm -hmm. it's happened to I've seen other people posting that and and saying it's mm. it's obvious, and the discussions can get pretty heated about that. Sure. But, um, well, where it also comes in though with the copyright side is how often are people plugging in that I want you know and this article touches on that a little bit I think or maybe it was on another one I was reading. Um, I want an Ansel Adams style photograph of this subject right. matter, you know, or a Walker Evans style or XYZ photographer. When you start doing that, you know that they're pulling 
directly from that photographer to get the feel of, you know, whatever style that is, because a computer doesn't know who Ansel Adam is, you know, it's, he's, it's got to go find that and research it and then try and do its technological magic to simulate that look somehow. So those cases yeah. I could see there being a, a, a pretty clear cut, you know, legal challenge, you know, like, Hey, where this thing's been spitting out images, uh, you know, in, in Antonio's style that people have been plugging in his name specifically to get that style photo. Well, there's only one way they're going to learn that style photo. Mm, you know I, what I mean? Yes. I, I know that. And I think that's possible. I mm. would probably argue that they wouldn't going to have a hard time with that. Um, again, because I'm not a copyright, yeah. you know, um, uh, master because mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm not but i know enough of, i know enough about it that you know you can derive work from other people sure um there's the fair use you yeah. know of of images right. uh we know lots of artists who've done that you know how many people have absconded with even like disney pictures or uh, D- disney imagery i was what's his name um i want to say was it jeff coons who uh you know the um sculptor artist who's very controversial in the 80s and 90s um producing hmm. produced pretty interesting imagery but i know he's yeah. i know i'm pretty sure he absconded with some or, or used the the imagery from disney i think there's some japanese artists who also do that hmm. uh and yes they're skirting these issues but you know it again it's how how is the image being used you yeah know? and so you're right dave i think you know if someone says in the style of but you know if i am um, if I start saying like, you know, in, in my blog post, I say, I started taking pictures in the style of, you know, Walker Evans and right. it's scouring pictures and it looks at the words and it, and it, and it uses that. It might actually mm-hmm. grab some of my pictures, but, and then, right. you know, yeah. and then we were saying online, like, uh, like if I decide I want to walk, we've talked about this before, uh, Ward, you know, I'm going to walk in Walker Evans shoes and, and, and do things right. in his style. Mm-hmm. You're doing it as an homage to Evans. Exactly. So where's right. the where's the line there? You know, yeah. Um, um, it's a it's a fine line, I think. You know, and I think the only argument you can make, and I don't know, I have no answers in this whole mess, but it seems to me a lot of times these images that are coming out of these AI uh, generation tools, when you put in, you want a say Walker Evans style versus when you go out to shoot in. Um, you know, with his mindset or, you know, a subject matter that you feel resonates, that's still you personally shooting, you personally creating, and it's not going to look the same, no matter how hard you try. Mm, Whereas these AI tools, um, when, when you tell it, I want this, this, and this, some of that stuff you've been sharing, like in the discord, if you didn't know better, you wouldn't know, you know, it is spot on note for note at times. And it's, it's kind of scary in that sense. I don't know. Then you get into the world of adding that into the deep fake technology and everything else that comes with it. And it's, you yeah. start to start to wonder like, uh, are humans needed anymore? <laughs> you know, what sci-fi world are we in right now? <laughs> you know, you were talking earlier at the beginning about, you know, it's not just photographers, but it's like, especially for illustrators and, and, uh, yeah, that was a point you made in an earlier podcast too about mm-hmm. you know you th- think of uh, illustrators for for books and movies. Mm-hmm. So you know those pr- production illustrations. I think of uh, 
Doug Chang's uh, Star Wars art, you know. Mm. Um, how hard is it now for AI to do in the style of Doug Chang? Um, even even if it's not in the style of somebody, I've, I've been seeing, I, I follow, um, I'm on a couple of AI boards on Facebook um, because it's really interesting to see the images. I mean, <clears throat> to be on the other side of it, to be receiving and viewing the mm -hmm. images, it's almost, too, how do I say this? It's almost too much. It's too much. My brain, I feel like my brain and my eye is going to explode mm -hmm. because um, people are coming up with such crazy ideas and feeding them these prompts. And the imagery that comes out is uh, is indescribable uh, in some way. Like Sandra <laughs> just posted, someone did a, a a, a prompt instead of Darth Vader, it was Barf Vader. Oh boy! And it was from Spaceballs. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. It was, it, it was a, that was like Barf Darth helmet. That's Don, dark John helmet. Candy. Okay. <laughs> oh, Spaceballs. Oh, I'm thinking of Barf, uh, the John Candy character from Spaceballs. No, no, this is Barf, oh. Barf Vader, and it was images of Darth Vader, immaculate. I mean, like with the shine and the helmet, with the bottom, like different versions of like the bottom part of it, and he's throwing up. <laughs> And you know, I, I made me laugh, of course, because yeah. why not? And I would have never thought of that. And that's what it's interesting, you know. It sounds like a fan art idea too, right? I mean, you would, you could see a, a bedroom poster of you know, Barth Vader for some teenager, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's another thing. People are starting to use this to 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 generate money from them. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get into talking about that or not, but. But the, 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 the viewing of it is so compelling, you mm -hmm. know, especially uh, the photography or the quote unquote photography. I, I can't even quite call it photography. People are calling it photography. And, uh, it, you know, there's nothing photographic about it. It's, it's borrowing and scraping images yeah. and piecing them together. They look like photographs. Some of them look in incredible. Actually, there's one I want to talk about. Photorealistic. Photorealistic. But... But to view these images, especially the illustrations, think of there's a lot more illustration that people are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and to think about like being an illustrator and what it would be like to be sitting there watching this happen. And there's this part of me that sort of says, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but this is kind of how I felt a little way back when when like for instance i'm doing stock photography and and the stock photography industry started going downhill right and, mm -hmm. and people were starting to give their pictures away and their subscriptions and i'm sitting there and people are saying this is the world deal with it and i'm like this is messed up i mean this is like you know people are selling their picture where i used to sell pictures you know for what seemed to be a decent amount of money now people are just like buying for pennies uh and now you know people give their photographs away and you know, we talked about unsplash many times and yeah and uh and 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 ai doesn't you know gets in, involved in this too in terms of photography but for illustrators now they're watching and some of them are getting involved in the ai business because they can prompt and they can get their images or make imagery through that way but I'm, I'm imagining for you know people who are you know make their money doing science fiction book covers uh, there mm -hmm. was a, i just um shoot i just read an article about i've got a, a science fiction book cover that was I, what I've got you. It's it's Tor books. Yeah, the Tor and, books thing. Yeah, talk author about it. Uh, Christopher Paolini, who wrote, he was known originally for the Eldest and Aragon series back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and now he's got a his first book out was called uh, To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. His second book in that series is called uh, Fractal Noise. It's the sequel, 
Um, they used, the yeah, and, and they used um, a stock agency, according to Tor. Um, their artists used a stock agency, purchased rights to an image, and created this book cover. And supposedly they were unaware it was an AI-generated image, which Tor, if I'm understanding this right, had at various points in the past come out against the use of AI. They believed in paying their creators, they said, and everything else. And then when push came to shove, they said, well, when it came to light and we found out this was you know, the case and this part of this book cover, or most of it actually, um, is an AI-generated image, uh, due to time constraints, we're just going to go with it. And the author signed off on that as well and kind of used that as an excuse to say, well, because of you know, uh, timing and everything else, we just don't have time to redo this. Um, on the flip side of that, that author is big enough in that world, and Tor is definitely big enough. They could have, I mean, they could have hired their graphic designers to crank out a cover by hand in probably a matter of a week or two. Um, so it's not a huge delay, but they went ahead to do it, and they're facing major backlash right now in the book community because of that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's bleeding into everything. Well, the know? crack is, the crack is open and the yeah, dam yeah. is, the dam is bursting because yeah. that is not, you know, once someone says, okay, they're going to do mm -hmm. this, other people are going to look and say, well, those guys did it. And yep. so why can't we do it? That, mm -hmm. that is not, that genie is not going back in that bottle. No. I mean, that is, no. um, uh, and I, that sounds very familiar to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know when I was talking about my photography career or yep. like when that part of it was starting to, you know, that little crack opens up and yep. that's it. And, and I really feel for, I feel for the people who are, who, um, this is going to affect, mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. yes, you know, people are saying, well, this is, you know, this is the new thing you got to deal with it, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But this is something different. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen it with journalism yeah. too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they the, these large publications they don't want to pay their photographers they don't want to pay their staff writers so they they let these people go or they pay them peanuts and they rely on citizen journals journalism uh can't talk here <laughs> citizen <laughs> journalism uh, you know people submitting cell phone videos and photos to cover stories and events rather than the professionals um you know people giving random eyewitness accounts instead of a professional writer writing up these news stories and, and doing what they're going to do. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, they start, and I hate to sound cynical, like uh, old man yelling at a cloud, but they start with the, the kind of uh, menial tasks, you know, the, the small mm -hmm. jobs that are just, uh, this is just some, you know, copy edits or something like that. And we can use this for that. And they start with those jobs and suddenly it just sweeps over everything. And then we find ourselves in a point where, well, wait a minute, there's no more photojournalism. There's no more digital artists. There's, you know, what X, Y, Z thing. That's where it gets real scary for me is because I don't know. How, I mean, like you said, it, it's not going anywhere. You can't stop it. So what does that mean for, I mean, I don't make a living from, from, my photography or my art, but many do. And, and if I wanted to even, what does that mean for people that are wanting to do this when now it's just, no, no one's going to pay someone to do it and pay for their experience when they can just have a computer do it for them. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. 
I, I, the thing, another thing that popped up on a timeline for me was, a um, it was actually one of the Facebook timelines. I'll, I'll read what it says by a photographer. I won't say their name, but <clears throat> actually what I saw first was the picture. Um, because when Facebook, you, can, you don't have to read the whole thing, but it was, it, it was a photograph. It's a photograph of a woman, uh, in a, um, sort of a low cut blouse, uh, photograph the background is very out of focus it actually kind of looks like a helios kind of background a little swirl going on yeah, so blonde curly swirly bokeh there yeah uh anyway this, i i cannot tell that this is not a photograph um maybe if i zoom in a little bit and stuff like that but you know it's a, it's an ai generated image and the the person who made it or generated it said realism is just a fact within ai generative tools I created this portrait with SD, um, uh, stable diffusion, straight out of the prompt, no post-production, no retouching, pure wording. I'm a professional cinematographer and photographer, and let me tell you, I truly believe 2023 might be the last year most of my cameras are actually used. Now, that sounds a bit like hyperbole, but Dave, based on what you're saying, I'm looking at this, I mean, we, you know, we see this picture, uh, I can't get it to focus on it. I'll I I won't post it on the shape on the notes because again, it's uh, you know copyright. Um, I don't know yet, so I'm just gonna have to you have to imagine this. But I'm looking at this picture and I'm thinking like, okay, if an art designer, if there are art designers anymore, <laughs> art directors, say I need a picture of uh, a young woman, you know, in a nice you know uh, elegant dress standing in front of leaves, boom, done, no models. No, no production, no photographer, no editing, no anything. Mm -hmm. It's just someone sitting there jettering the picture. And I don't know what it scraped to get this picture. I mean, we, we, we don't know the no behind idea. the scenes. We have no idea. Looks but like I'm the looking at the, looks like huh? the Mastin Labs website sample photos. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's, it looks like the type of photo you'd see on, on their, uh, their website for their presets, but. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yep. yeah. It it's um, it's an it's an amazing image. I'm uh, and of course this is nothing new. I mean, if you look back, like I said, I've been following these things around. There's a lot of amazing images. One of the problems, you know, these AI things have is the hands. It's one thing they can't it can't really do a good job of, which is kind of funny because it's. You know. Well, I was thinking about that actually. Hands and eyes. Hands and uh, eyes. Uh, I think that's uh, on purpose. Um, why do you think I, that? I, I think they are, were, are or were hedging their bets that um, they made something intentionally wrong with the image so that you could differentiate it from a photograph. Hmm. A little uh, bit of the... It's just, I'm just, that's my tinfoil hat. Um, <laughs> I think they're, they're, for some reason, they did that because I don't think it's a hard problem to solve. And I think they left that in there. Based now, on the, the, now I'm thinking of like a few months ago when I, I paid for it just for a couple of months, uh, mm -hmm. the mid journey one. And, uh, there was something, it seemed intentional to me. Uh, lots of the images that I saw the, the teeth were not right. Um, eyes, one eye was a little bit in its wrong orbit. Um, and the number of fingers is too many or too few. Um, I, I think that's intentional. He can, you know. Hmm. come after me if you want but i think that was uh that was intentional well i don't know looking you look at this picture you know you don't see her hands and it. it's a sort of a waist up shot uh her eyes look pretty damn good <laughs> yeah including the catch lights i i blew it up on my screen and it's 
It looks real. I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, if you took this picture and brought it back in time to somebody in the you know in the eighties, let's just say, you mm-hmm. know, and you said, "Here's this picture," they wouldn't look at it and say, "What?" They wouldn't even like, "There's something wrong." Uncanny Valley kind of thing. No, they'd be like, "Okay, great. Oh, let me use it in a magazine." You know, I don't think, right? I don't think you can, do, you know. But I, it's interesting, Lord, about what you say. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that could be Mid Journey's way of doing it. But I've seen pictures or imagery coming out of Stable Diffusion which defy like just blow my mind mm-hmm. i mean uh i to me actually right now i think stable diffusion is the one that looks like the most photographic at least the photographs that come out of it mm-hmm. i mean illustrations mm-hmm. let's, we'll just we'll table those because there's you know illustrators are so imaginative they come up with such strange things right. and so you can't tell an ai artist in some way from a from right. someone who's really good at this i think but the photography i think is a little easier because like you were saying the hands and eyes right Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the, and uh, sorry, well, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, looking at this photo some more, the only thing, and I know listeners, this is compelling audio for you because we're not sharing <laughs> this, but yeah. there is one thing on this image. If you look along the left side of her face, down towards where her earring would be, along the left, uh, well, the left side of the image. Uh, oh, her, that, uh huh. There's a weird, That's... it almost looks like a dog ear, like black hanging down. The shadows handled a little weird. Um, oh, right here where her, where the yep, hair is separated yep, from her. Everything yeah, meets. Yeah. And, and I think that's just something that that artist, whoever did that, they give that to their art director and they say, yeah, that looks good. Now clean it up. And then they just go put in a couple more prompts and sprinkle their magic dust. And Well, actually, that's what happened with the tour cover. Because if you yeah. look at the tour cover compared to the, uh, the, the cover compared to the yep. AI art that I got it, they actually had to adjust the... The legs of the astronaut or something yeah. like that so, so yeah someone did some cloning and, and yeah like that. but that takes you know you could do that on your phone <laughs> yeah with the image you know like no longer do you need someone to mm. retouch oh that's a whole nother story we won't get into that but um yeah yeah it's it's uh it, it's quite amazing and you know i'm 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 subscribed to the mid-journey thing because i like making the i like generating mm-hmm. the images again it's sort of a it's like a rabbit hole of yep. And it is a creative thing too, right? It mm-hmm. is a creative thing. It it is, and and you know, okay, I'm gonna put my you know my soapbox part of it. The people who are using this and calling themselves artists, I have a big problem with, <laughs> because yeah, the, what I what I experience doing this is as if I'm giving somebody a like I need an image of such and such, like for whatever reason, and that artist goes and produces the image and gives it back to me and i'm like okay well could you adjust this a little bit i am not creating the art i i have nothing to do with any creation other than putting words into a system and there are people out there who are 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 you know calling themselves artists based on this and i I have a little bit of a problem with that and i i don't my you know i'm open to having my mind changed but at this moment like you know I think the person who's doing the prompts have have really nothing to do with the art creation. They are the ones who are sort of, you know, pushing along the the you know the creation, but the machine itself is creating the art. Um, and so, like I, you know, I say I create pictures with it. I you know, it's I prompted the thing to make imagery, and I love doing it. It's fun, you know these. These mm-hmm. Dune, the, the the ones I did with Dune, and this is an earlier version of like of the Mid Journey stuff, so that it was really kind of rough and and edgy, which I actually kind of liked because it didn't like what you were saying word before. It's like there's no way to, you know, you can tell that it's been 
generated from yeah. from a computer. Uh, but you know, or like I'll do you know, I'll do spaceships because I love science fiction spaceships, and so I'll mm-hmm. just do that so they can look at them. You know, it's like I have no. Uh, well, I will. Mm. Well, okay, I'll 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 fess up. <laughs> so um, I'm okay. This is uh, here we go. I'm starting to um, write a blog uh, on Tumblr about my um, my experiences being a widower. Uh, I guess I found that writing. I think writing right now is helping me a lot to deal with the death of my wife. And uh, I decided that I was going to use um, the uh, mid-journey, right? The mid-journey AI mm-hmm. to uh, create an image that would be the header for my um, for my blog post uh, because I wanted an image that you know uh, described it. And it was what for me was interesting was prompting mid-journey AI. It was one of the things that was my, my first post was about for me floating on water like how it how this feels about the death of my wife and like feel like i'm on an ocean and i was really just trying to come up with something and i generated you know dozens and dozens of images until i came up with one that i thought kind of fit and because you know i'm paying for it i could grab the image and i'm using it as a blog so it's a personal thing and i didn't really have a problem with it but i am using it mm-hmm. and so i've used it a couple times uh for these headers on my uh on my blog, um, the one was really hard to do. Is trying to get I was trying to get uh, a picture of a woman holding, uh, putting her hand on a on a man's shoulder, and and uh, you know she was behind but not visible because um, it's the story was like my wife is she doesn't have my back anymore, and I wanted someone you know that illustration, and I couldn't get it to do it. I had you know I finally you know after like three dozen four dozen tries, I was like all right, I'm just gonna come up with something. But anyway, I used it, and so. You know, here I am on one side saying, you know, it's like there's a there's there's an issue with this, and here on the other side, I'm I've consumed it, I've used it, and and I've done something with it. So and that's sort of a true confession here. And I don't know where that puts me in this um, in this world here. So um, anyway, I thought I'd mention. Well, that. it's it speaks to how difficult, you know, if we're going to solve problems like try to put uh, food in artists' mouths this is this is a complicating factor because uh, again the the technology is compelling um where do we go do we treat the output from these engines um as um uh do we treat them as art or do we treat them as information legally i think we would have an easier time as artists uh, to treat the information that comes out as perhaps as information and then there would be a little bit stronger as opposed to art, which can be derivative and so on. We say, you used my information to create this product. Without my consent, we have a problem. All right, so we obviously, (laughs) we're not going to get through all this, but what what do you think is going to be okay so this photographer said 2023 is going to see the end of his cameras mm-hmm. um like i said i think that's a little overkill but you know i'm going to ask you guys to sort of project a little bit because this is happening in real time right now so each one of you you two guys start with the uh, start with you dave mm. uh i just want you to think about what do you think 
is going to happen um and not predict but like you know what do you what do you see going on and and maybe encompassing all of it yeah because we've got we've got photography we've got illustration we have writing and i know you're very interested in the in the in the writing part as well yeah so dive into that a little bit I, i've got two just kind of initial thoughts that have been kind of gnawing away in my head and we talked in the discord about this a little bit i've been kind of putting together the thoughts for for some sort of essay or whatever but the one thought is based on what Ward just just finished up with there a minute ago. I wonder if if one direction to take this because we know it's not going away is to basically set it up and and instead of having all of this AI crawling the web at large, you have artists who are going to submit their work to their image bank for lack of a better term or their um, whatever they use for their writing stuff or, you know, all of that stuff. And they're going to get paid some sort of, you know, probably minimal compensation for contributing to the larger pool. The more people that are doing that, the larger pool has to draw off of, and the more these things can get refined. And that way, those that are not wanting to do it, they don't have to do it, you know, have, have almost an opt-in system. It seems to me that might be a extremely optimistic and hopeful approach to how this will work because frankly there's nothing that's going to stop them from doing what they're doing right now um the second thought i had about it was kind of wondering when we're going to reach a point with all of this where you're going to see photographers like like the three of us or anyone else out there listening you're going to see people who are maybe writers trying to write their first uh, short stories and submit them to magazines or whatever else it might be. You're going to see, quite frankly, probably magazines in themselves completely vanish from the online space because that will be about the only way to make sure that your work is not being just used without your compensation. And I, I can't help but wonder, it sounds cynical, but honestly, I'm I'm kind of hopeful for it because even though there's such a great reach potential on online with social media, I, I almost wonder if we're going to see artists, the people that really want to create their own art and not, not have it added to the AI, start to just form their own small offline communities. And art's going to, in some ways, take a step back where it was, where you need, you know, you'd see it in galleries, you'd see it in um, public shows or small group settings, whatever it might be. But at least it's it's being valued for what it is at that point. And then the people who are, are sharing stuff online are basically given their consent, you know. And I, mm -hmm. I wonder that's the, that's what I wonder most about as far as the direction of all of this. That's interesting you said that. I don't know if you heard uh I, I I'm a I'm also um I'm part of Shutterstock and I got mm -hmm. an email from them. Oh. Uh and the email title says Shutterstock partners with open AI. Oh boy. Uh, I'll, let me read it for a sec because it's interesting. Uh, working together to lead the way with AI. Uh, we're excited to announce that we're partnering with opening a open AI to bring the tools and experience to the Shutterstock marketplace that will enable our customers to instantly generate and download images based on the keywords they enter. Uh, let me skip that. In this spirit, we will not accept content generated by AI to be directly uploaded and sold by contributors in our marketplace because its authorship cannot be attributed to an individual person consistent with the original copyright ownership required to license rights. Uh, blah, blah, blah. See, but uh, later on it says, in the spirit of compensating our contributor community, we are excited to announce an additional form of earnings for our contributors. 
Given the collective nature of generative content, we developed a revenue share compensation model where contributors whose content was involved in training the model will receive a share of the earnings from data sets and downloads of all AI generated content produced on our platform. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Anyway, but you were, I just remembered that as you were talking about That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if they, if uh, as a contributor, you can, you can choose to have your stuff um, right. uh, in there or not. It mm. might be part of their contract to say, well, if you're going to partner with OpenAI, they're going to, they're going to grab it, but we're going to, we're going to compensate you no matter what. So it's interesting. So Shutterstock yeah. is saying they they will not allow the uploading of AI generated images, but that Tor article, Tor purchased a I don't know from where. I, I, I I'm curious I, now that you you read that. I'm curious what stock agency they used to purchase the image that they thought was, you know, art, creator artist generated and not AI only to find out that they had purchased the rights to an AI generated image. So someone's, yeah. someone's obviously allowing that. Someone yeah. is. Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, as having been on the side of the, mm -hmm. I mean, I've done the photography part reviewing it. It's possible that a reviewer who's looking at the image might not know it's an AI picture, you know, because they may right. not be versed on the, on the style of that. Um, so it might've gotten through the system without it being understood that it was an AI image. Uh, possible. I don't know, but there's probably a lot of places that are, um, you know, going to be selling or who are open to, to selling AI stuff. Uh, or, you know, it could have been like a place like Alamy. Alamy.com is, at least from what I remember being part of, is that uh, the agency doesn't, it's like you're marketing yourself, your stuff yourself. So anyway, there's a lot of open doors for that. So interesting. Uh, Ward, what do you, what do you think? Well, just what Dave was saying, what you were saying with the, sh the Shutterstock letter, um, Initially, when we were having this discussion, I was thinking it's, and I think I used I used the term uh, um, in the uh, in the Discord chat, and that was what reminds me of another compelling technology that was Napster, but that was different because that was the actual product that was easy to differentiate. The labels could go in and grab them back and create their own mechanisms to share and monetize the content. In this case, it's all fractional. Um, the Shutterstock letter is certainly, uh, 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 you know, makes me feel good from the artist side because, uh, it does a couple of things. It, it, it helps ease the minds of the people who are already in Shutterstock and it might very well also be, uh, um, a driver to have, uh, to attract more customers, to attract more artists and photographers. Uh, it's like, oh, look, they're doing this kind of revenue sharing model. Let's go there. In terms of the effects, and I think the, your original question, Antonio, was about the effects of things. I see production designers. I see interior decorators. I see home decor. Um, I see a whole bunch of different kind of generic art sources being completely revolutionized, disrupted, destroyed, whatever, by this technology where you can have individuals say, Oh, I want to have this, you know, this bitchin' T-shirt that's got like a, a whatever a blueprint of the city on it with a monster with wings and claws and whatever. And I want you to, and then they'll be able to take this thing and then make a T-shirt out of it. And I was thinking about that aspect, and there is this, you know, this D word, the democratization of creation of, of um, a, you know, local art or personal art. 
that you can do. Um, so there's that in terms of illustrators, like you say, and, and, you know, you need to bang off some kind of art, uh, quickly to do some kind of commercial stuff. That's absolutely going to be disrupted. But I also see this once the natural language and the natural language processing is actually really good, right? Antonio, you really, it doesn't take you very long at all to get sort of what you want, irrespective of that, that one example that you shared, which would have been hard to describe possibly. I think all of that will get better, but I do see this democratization going on. I do see some industries being, uh, uh being disruptive or, or, or wiped out. Um, your Shutterstock letters really just now kind of changed my point of view on this. I think if, if, if these AI creators could, uh, you, you know, they could use their own, uh, instead of charging you directly the 10 bucks for whatever, 300 seconds of CPU time, um, they could push that back towards or, or charge or do whatever they need to do in order to get everyone involved part of the revenue sharing. Uh, I think there's some hope there. Hmm. Um, but uh, I think, you know, I basically said what I was going to say <laughs> on that. On that. Um, there's good and bad. Like every new technology, there's kind of winners and losers. And um, um, I think it's exciting. Like you said, it's compelling. I think there's some interesting stuff that's going to happen. Um, but... Mm. Dave, talk, like talk to me about up. the writing part a little, though. I wanted to make sure I didn't. Oh, sorry, I we'll, didn't cut you off, Ward. No, no, I, I ran out of words. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I wanted to I wanted to talk about the writing part too, since that's a lot of what you're involved with as well. Yeah. And uh, the writing one is, and I know we're a photography podcast, but mm -hmm. we want to incorporate all this stuff because it's all under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. Writing, I think, is a little bit trickier, um, in the sense of like. You know, photography might be easier to, you know, figure out, okay, in the style of this or scrape the images from that. But I think writing, it's words, you know? And so, I don't know. What well, do you, what, throw something in about that. I've seen this popping up a lot in um, <clears throat> a few other discords, excuse me, that I'm in um, with readers and, and writers and, and things like that. And they are starting to pop up where they are generating entire novels um, mm -hmm. generated by AI. And if you think about it, um, in my opinion, at least, I think what you're going to get is a lot of stuff that would feel very commercially mainstream, but not very deep. We see that with writers right now, you know, not that they're using AI, but there's a lot of, lot of books, a lot of writers that, um, they're not interested in making the next great American novel, you know, that that's going to be some deep meaning. They want something that's going to catch eyeballs and, capture imaginations with as you know as much surface level simple stuff as they can and it sells like hotcakes off the shelves that kind of stuff i think ai can step in and probably do if you feed mm. it enough examples of hey this is this is what's selling right now this is what's big in the world of um you know mainstream uh, tiktok driven um fantasy books for example you know when you look there you see the same 15 20 books constantly Everyone's reading the same thing. And even now, even though they're not AI, oftentimes they all feel the same when you when you mm -hmm. try and read them. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of stuff, AI could absolutely step in and do that. Not that it's a good thing. I, I have 
no desire whatsoever to drop my hard-earned money on something that a person didn't actually take the time to write. And I think that's where it comes down to for me mostly is just art is valuable. The creative process is valuable, you know, both from a personal level in the act of creating it, but also as a consumer of it, of a, as an enjoyer of it. I think there's an element when you know that someone else's hands or eyes or fingers or brain went into making this thing, um, physically putting themselves into it versus just a few command prompts and, and something getting spit out. That's There's a tech side of me that's extremely kind of curious and excited about all this, the nerd of me, you know, nerd in me. But there's the, the artist, the creative side of me that absolutely is terrified of all this because it feels like, I mean, I don't think art is ever going to die, but we've seen how many dystopian future style, <laughs> you know, sci-fi novels or whatever it might yeah. be, movies, films, whatever, where basically art and individuality has been wiped out of the world. I, I mean, as simple, you know, and I'll, I'll throw this up in, into, into Canada land for Ward. Look at the theme of Russia's 2112 album. Um, that whole mm -hmm. theme of that is he finds a guitar in a cave and, and society had, uh, they don't want it. They don't want someone to individually learn to play music. They want just what they're going to do, you know? I mean, we've seen these themes forever and now it's terrifying because it feels like we might be on the brink of that, you know? Now, as far as writing, I don't think you're going to get AI to generate, um, novels that are, you know, or, or stories that are going to impact people on a deep level, like some do, you know, whatever genre you're in, if you're a fantasy fan, a sci-fi, you know, the classics from Hemingway or Steinbeck or whoever it is, I don't think at least at this point, AI is going to be able to step in and say, here's a version of, you know, Grapes of Wrath or East of Eden by John Steinbeck, and it's going to have just as much power. I just don't see it happening. You know, it's no already happening though with with journalism. I mean, we got AI generating yep. short stories for magazine websites mm -hmm. or something like that, or, yeah. or uh, yeah. especially um, herbs condensations. Uh, yeah. Financial financial yeah. uh, websites are, are using that, and so yeah, I agree. It's not going to happen next year, but right. the year after, and it's and tough. maybe not. You know, we we have to also. You know, hey, Skynet is not going to destroy us with missiles. It's going to replace us with yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, we're going to get replaced with the uh, yep. yeah with writer writers and, and and illustrators and artists. We're just going to the get Great Gatsby written in the style of um, yeah. Stephen King. Oh yeah, I, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, well, so far all of that, all of the stuff is referring back to things, right? You yep. know, you see photography yep. in the style of Saul Leiter's, you mm -hmm. know, uh, yeah. stories generated in the style of you know, uh, you know, whoever. Uh, and and what's going to happen when? or if it's going to happen where AI comes up and I sort of put this under again, one big umbrella, mm -hmm. but it comes up with its own thing like this, you know, Hemingway was his own person, but maybe AI will become its own thing mm -hmm. and people will like it for what it is. Not that it's copying something mm -hmm. from the past, but like, Oh, it's done this thing. It's generated this, mm -hmm. this artwork, this photograph, this image, that is of itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, that it comes from like we, we appreciate it yep. because it's AI. And and then there I wonder if things then settle down. So like, oh well, yeah, well, we have AI generated art, we have AI generated stories, and we still have writers and photographers and illustrators mm -hmm. who do things like, you know, photographer can go to the Grand Canyon and photograph mm -hmm. 
an interpretation of the Grand Canyon. It, can AI do that? No, but it can come up with its own thing. But the two are going to be distinctly mm -hmm. different, one would hope. Well, yeah. I, I think, and maybe this is just me spending too much time in, in books and movies, but that's the one thing that has always been portrayed when, it, when you look at AI in any sci-fi elements and futuristic speculation is that usually it's when it gets to that level of having a, a sentient mind of its own, that's when things go haywire. And in, in the one thing that always trips up AI in everything you've ever read or seen, as far as I can think of, is that AI has zero emotion. It is cold, calculating, and logical in what it does. And that's where my hope, at least, is that when it comes to art and the creative processes, that we that that holds true. You know, this becomes another Star Trek prediction that maybe holds true. You know, because mm. at that point, AI can do all it wants, but when it starts learning to feel and um, actually have its own emotional and creative control over that side of it, that's when that's when we kind of lose lose the game. I think. Um, interesting though, I was thinking. You mentioned everything being, you know, these machines looking back and in the style of, et cetera. What I was curious about is what happens when there's now so much of this AI-generated art out there that it starts referencing its own mm. AI-generated art to create more art. What happens when it becomes overloaded and there's no... Well, there's a sort of an example of how um, yeah. n n these AI models that play Go, right? Yeah. Um, they come up with, and we don't know how, but they found ways to win the game in techniques that are mystifying the players. And there's a and 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 the, the high level players of Go are saying there's something happened here. There was this beautiful pattern that the machine came up with, and we don't know how they now it's be. I don't know whether it can be consistent consistently like chess now, or if it's sort of in the running right now so that's sort of a harbinger of of you know maybe what's to come um there's a kind of machine-born creativity if you want to call mm -hmm. it there well uh, as to the sentience part i, I think that's a quite a ways off still. i hope <laughs> um <laughs> But the, in terms of the artwork that comes out of the machines, there's going to be a point where you're going to make a decision and it'll be based on money, what direction am I going to go for commercial stuff. I'm right. not talking about galleries and right. and known photographers and that sort of thing. Um, mm. but yeah, as far as that goes, I think the AI is just going to be another, like let's talk about artwork in general. AI mm -hmm. is just going to be another person quote unquote that we have to compete with if, as mm -hmm. an artist it's just yeah. how is a, how is an ar artist any different than you know joe schmo or, or sally field here you know yeah it's just another thing like okay someone's gonna like my picture or mm -hmm. they're gonna like this picture and right. it's just it, it's just another person as far as that goes commercial is gonna be very very interesting because it's mm -hmm. all about money yeah. and it's about um you know, saving time and, and, and this is the disruption. I think we're going to be seeing, I think we're going to see disruption in 2023 commercially, mm -hmm. um, very quickly with mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and that, that's an issue, uh, I think, especially for illustrators and photographers, um, you know, uh, 
Probably. I don't know. It's going to be, that's, again, Shutterstock well, is making some sort of stand, but no one's to say that there's not going to be another agency that opens up and says, well, we're going to be just focusing yep. on AI. We're going to produce our own AI models mm -hmm. and and you can join mm -hmm. and you can add pictures and you can you can get part of this. And I'm sure that's going to happen. Yep. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen next year, but this kind of stuff. <laughs> I like that model. I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm really heartened by that example. Yeah. Yeah, what that uh, an agency that does that and yeah and creates that yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. So um, photography wise, I just the thought occurred to me there are a couple areas of photography I think that will not ever be replaced by AI. It's your family photographers, your wedding photographers, your people like that. Where who's gonna want fake generated images of their wedding instead of their own memories? You know what I mean? True. And, yeah. <laughs> and and everybody knows about this, but yeah. what is the um, what is the app now? Lensa. Okay. What everybody's making yeah. uh, AI? It's making AI generated illustrations of sure. pictures that you drop into it. Yeah. Okay. So um, yes, I I agree. Mm -hmm. And I want to say and or but on this one, I'm not sure. Uh, so of course I downloaded. I downloaded sure. it and I dropped my pictures into it and see what kind of pictures it came up with. It was really mm -hmm. interesting. And I dropped, uh, again, I dropped my wife's pictures into it, um, just to see what right. it would come up with. And it, 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 you know, more or less did pretty good. There were some pictures that just didn't look like her, but there were some right. that did look like her and there were, you know, they were illustration-y, not, not photographic. Yep. And they were illustration-y, but they put her in different kind of conceptual, you mm -hmm. know, and there was one that I ended up posting up on her, I ended up posting on a memorial board. I can't remember, but I shared it and a lot of people enjoyed it because it was a, it was a different interpretation of, mm -hmm. of my wife. And it was, I looked at it too and I was like, it, I got something out of it. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, uh, I don't know. I was moved by it and I looked mm -hmm. at it and she looked very sexy in some way. And, and, but it was not a way that I had seen her before. Anyway, it did something. Yeah. And of course it was not an illustration, not a photograph, yeah. but I'm wondering, you know, like it will be the next step. Like this Lensa thing has taken off. Everybody's making a zillion different, you know, avatars of themselves because it, and I'm really curious what's generating so much interest in that. Yeah. Uh, mm. My example aside, but, you know, it's, um, a, it's a buzzy trend. It is, but yeah. what's the next step? Like, well, like for, if the photographs um, can do that you know, as well, yeah. I mean, what's this, it's it's one step away from illustration and puts you in in sort of a fantasy thing, mm -hmm. like puts your face on a, you know, on a medieval night and and, and it presents you in a certain way that you never thought before. Right. I don't know, but, but that's also not it's also not giving you something that you'll look back on as this was the memory of that day. I mean, un unless. Yes society goes all in and we end up literally like the the humans in wally um where we're just <laughs> so worried about it. yeah you know we're just blobs floating around doing nothing and we generate these fake personas ready player one is another good example though that have you you've seen the film and read the yeah, book yeah 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 you'd um, rather live in that alternate reality yeah in, in the oasis because the world is so bad that people had they'd rather live in their avatars you know and i guess there's that dark view of things, but to try and keep myself feeling hopeful a little bit is I'm hoping that certain things like that, you know, photos of my kids, I don't, I, I want the photos of my kids growing up when I'm older. I don't want right. some, 
you know, I could go right now and say, hey, give me, here's the, here's the pictures of them. You know, a few I took and, and generate some memories for me, you know, because that's, that's not memories. So I think right, there are some, yeah, yeah, there, there's areas that I think are going to be okay. Unless yeah. you're like a wedding dress maker who, instead of licensing, you know, images or, or hiring a model to pose in your dress, maybe you just have that dress mocked up in an AI image and say, Hey, your day could be beautiful like this to sell it. I think commercial. Right. Well, yeah, you yeah. would in that. Sorry to say, in that case, I can imagine a bride saying, "Here's mm -hmm. here are a few pictures of me. Yeah, generate shots yep. of of me in different dresses in different. Right. You know, wow, what and, would that be? Yeah, <laughs> and as cynical as I as it sounds, I think though the human human race is egotistical enough where that bride will want to see that will be a fantastic application of being able to see what she'd look like in that dress. However. She, in her own vanity and ego, will say, damn, I look good in this dress. I want to show the world. And so that's where the real photos will come into it. You know, they're going to want the real thing to prove that it's them and not some AI version of them. I think humans that <laughs> were pretty vain. I, I hope you're right. I, I have a feeling that that's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be debate. That's going to be debatable. I mean, um, yeah. one of the things I wanted to mention was that... Um, all the stuff about the AI photographs, mm -hmm. photography, has gotten me to very much look at pictures a lot close, closer now. Um, in the sense of like, I don't know if this is real or is this fake or like I start to look at a picture uh, with a little bit more skepticism now, mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm a little worried about that too because you know we we take. You know, this is, we'll go back to photography now, but we take photographs to be true in some way. You know, when Photoshop came out, everybody's you know, you have to think about stuff. And now, you know, photojournalists have, you know, restrictions about, you know, how they can do things and, and whatnot. And, but with this AI generating, like, you know, alternate historical pictures. Oh, uh, um, like, did you, the, the, again, it's a petapixel story, but the, the one that uh, someone generated pictures of what look like old cameras made of porcelain did you see that oh story? yeah i kind of like those pictures yeah <laughs> they were but but people were like you know you know people who were i don't want to say not smart but don't know photography like well ming course, dynasty those, photography those were not yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they were beautiful images i have to say yeah. that that it was and conceptually i was like wow could you mm. imagine like f making a camera out of like you know porcelain and mm -hmm. and, and and those designs like if you're going to mock something up Mm -hmm. But the fact that people were thinking that that was something that was real mm. or that it existed. And then unlike, I want to say unlike us, but people who are engaged in this artwork, in, in, in photography, in this field, who, who understand things, there's so many, the, the rest of the world, people who don't do this, don't necessarily question this stuff or don't really understand right. it. Maybe they don't, mm. you know, don't know the history of the Ming dynasty or don't know the history of photography. When did cameras get invented? And so mm. they start thinking that this is now the reality. And you know, there are alternate history images being created of like World mm. War Two or of like, you know, pre-Civil yeah. War. People don't know the cameras didn't exist before the Civil War. Right. I mean, you know, you know, yeah. uh, and and uh, that's the part that I'm, you know, in this my speculation of images and, and I mean, uh, uh, making thinking pictures are not real. I think there's going to be an equal amount, if not more, people who believe these things. Yeah. Who think that right. this stuff is going to be real and that people are going to be taking advantage of them? There's, mm. 
there's going to be endless stories of that coming up of people setting themselves up with you know celebrities on trips someplace and they yeah. took pictures and and um i think we're going to see a lot more of that and this questioning of stuff and like mm -hmm. will people just give up questioning they'll mm -hmm. just look at an image and say or asking the wrong questions i think of a you know Take a picture of the Battle of Pearl Harbor with John Travolta standing on the dock. <laughs> and you say, well, you know, this is true. And yeah. they say, well, no, it, 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 no, it isn't. Yes, it is. They didn't have Photoshop in 1941. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll be spending all this time, you know, <laughs> that's the wrong question. Right? That's the yeah. wrong conclusion. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just worried. I, I think that we're going to, people will be spending more time defending, like, you know, if I create a picture now, well, I have to spend time defending that it's not mm -hmm. created by artificial intelligence. Mm. Will people believe what they see? Will, you know, I, so that, that whole monkey wrench in the gears thing, uh, mm -hmm. fly in the ointment, whatever metaphor I can come up with. I think that's going to be a very, very big issue, um, coming up. Well, and, uh, let me, let me drop this on you before we wrap up out of here. As you guys were just talking now, a thought occurs to me, something I touched on earlier regarding will the rise of AI with images and, and things like this kind of force creatives offline. And then a thought just occurred to me, will this be where film photography makes a massive comeback because photographers will no longer want to argue whether it's real or not. They'll have that physical thing. You guys mm. talked, I thought of this when you were talking about the, the, you know, Ming dynasty cameras. And I thought, well, now that's interesting. The physical in your hand, ver, you know, original negatives, whatever it is versus the digital life, you mm. know, and, and mm -hmm. my mind just jumped to that just a minute ago. So it's not a, a really fully formed thought yet, but I wonder if that's what we'll see as more of a return to the tangible physical arts, photography, painting, sketchbooks, whatever, instead of that, the digital. That revolution's already happening. I yeah. think there's, there, the film photography is growing. Mm -hmm. Um, much faster than I thought. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I think it's great. I think of our friend Shane, um, yeah. you know, he, he is a staunch defender, passionate mm -hmm. about his process. And mm -hmm. I see the more I read, the more I see these people springing up all over. And I think it's great. Yeah. Let the, let the hipsters, whatever you want to call it, we were complaining about how twin lens reflexes got expensive because of all yep. the hipsters taking them. Uh, taking the cameras, I'm like, fine, let you let get the creative thing going, let them go. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Have la imagine having labs and darkrooms start yeah. up again. I mean, I think that would be cool. I, I just wonder. I mean, we see it in. I have a lot of friends that are makers in in woodworking and metalworking stuff like that. These small handcrafted um, items like this, be it furniture or pens or whatever else they're starting to become more and more popular. People want something handmade by somebody else they can talk to. And I wonder if we'll see the arts with AI starting to become more and more prevalent, maybe in three years from now, it's everything's flooded with it. You'll see people that'll, you know, the people that are sharing everything everywhere online, just, they don't care. They just, you know, whatever, no big deal. But those that are really passionate about it, maybe it'll drive them to, you know, maybe it's not necessarily film, but some sort of, like you were saying, Ward, bringing, bringing the, the craft, the, the physicalness, the labs, the darkrooms, whatever it might be back. I, I don't know. 
You might be right because uh, what I was saying before was that when I was, when I look at these images, the flood of it, it's it's too much. It's like yeah, um, you know, uh, it, it, too much imagination is too. I, it's just too much. My yeah. my I it. It was exciting at first, you know. It's like, wow, look what we can generate, look what we can see, mm -hmm. and all these new things. That, and then at a certain point, I was like, you know, I've seen enough already. It's like, okay, it's the perfect image, it's the perfect this, it's the perfect that, it's the most imaginative yeah. spaceship, it's the most imaginative planet, mm -hmm. Barth Vader. I mean, <laughs> at, at some point, it, it becomes oversaturated and and you know, um, stale. You know, yeah, yeah, and I'm wondering when that's gonna just sort of, you know, that we'll just take a dive. And yeah, that this 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 back to the tangible. That's a very interesting thing. I think we'll mm -hmm. have to. Um, I think we'll keep an eye out on that for for 2023 to see what's happened. I didn't. I did notice that there's a new film stocks coming out from mm. some of these other companies. There just there was a new Ilford film that's being uh, that seems to be popping up my feed, and you know, I don't see that that often. Of course, yeah. film is hard to come by these days. Everybody yep. like film. Uh, I was working at B and H. Film was the hardest thing to get to to get in stock, uh, and so you guys might be right that that's a hopeful thing. So I think we just need to pay attention to this. But I wanted to, uh, and I know we're 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 probably at time, but <laughs> I wanted to get this out because it's sort of the elephant in the room, uh, and uh, mm -hmm. we've skirted the subject a few times, and I think we want to come back to it because it's going to affect it's going to affect everybody, mm -hmm. I think, in some way, uh, and. Um, in, in in ways that we can't even predict mm -hmm. so uh mm -hmm. we're just talking about the photography illustration writing part of it now and uh, be interesting to see what else um ai has to mm -hmm. has to offer us or or take away from us so anyway uh i want to wrap it up thanks you guys um for for hanging out with me tonight dave where can we find you these days easiest place to find everything is at solo.to slash story for you That'll give you links to the podcast, to my newsletter, to social media stuff, to everything you want there. It's it's all right there. Um, just kind of the simplest, easiest place to go to find everything. Great. And uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Ward, where can we get you? You can find me on Vero and uh, Twitter at uh, Photo. Find me on Instagram at WardRosenFineArt. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Ward Rosen Photography, and I have this little business, so Ornus Photo, at Ornus.photo, O-R-N-I-S.photo. Uh, that's where I sell the uh, the Seven Artisans lenses and uh, lens adapters, our, which is our unofficial, unofficial sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been waiting because you guys teased it that you need to do it. I want this, this voiceover ad. I want to hear it start showing up at the end. <laughs> Today's <laughs> episode brought to you by Ornish Photo. <laughs> you know, whatever right, it is. Well, I, well, I got to hear gonna it. Do, if we're going to do our New Year's resolution, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, and me, you can find anywhere as AM Rosario on Vero and Twitter and Flickr and uh, Facebook. I'm a Rosario Photo. And that's about it. So um, anyway, thanks. You guys have a have a great new year and uh, I appreciate you joining. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, you joining. as well. And, uh, yeah, everybody else will see you, uh, sometime in January. We, we actually did a whole year of shows. Uh, we had a couple of reruns just because of the events. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, we actually, we actually managed to do uh, a whole year of shows, which I'm very proud of. So, cool. Thanks. So anyway, we'll see everybody uh, in 2023. Have a great, safe New Year's. And, and you guys, uh, 
Dave and Ward, have a great night. Thanks for joining. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.